Hi. This is the obvious. Morning, this is the obvious brothers. I'm obvious Steve, and he's the guy who screws it up. That's right. You're going to tell anybody who you are? I'm obvious John, obviously. <laughs> We've been doing Those of you who don't know, he's obvious John. Uh, we are here to talk uh, about bad jokes, TV, IU, and Purdue. And uh, this week we're going to uh, be all about March Madness and brackets, right, John? Sure. Sure. So, John, just to get us started, warmed up a little bit, you're, you're in Texas there, right, John? Yeah, I am. You hear the story about the cowboy? Uh-uh, which one? Oh, he's in Starbucks having a cup of Joe, you know, minding his own business. A woman comes in, sits down beside him and says, uh, what, what, what is it you do? And he says, well, ma'am, I'm a cowboy. I get up thinking about roping steers and spend all day thinking about cows. And he goes on for several minutes about, you know, how he works cows and thinks cows and he says how about you ma'am and she says you know uh, i'm a lesbian i wake up thinking about women and think all day about women and you know goes on and they finish their coffee she gets up and leaves and he's still sitting there another woman sits down next to him john and says how you doing he says man i don't know i just found out i'm a lesbian <laughs> saw that coming <laughs> did you now damn that's a good one I like it that's a good one yeah. I found out I'm a lesbian I mean that would be earth shattering <laughs> it would be eye opening wouldn't it there you go but then that wouldn't be as eye opening as Michelangelo's David oh yeah yeah which is pornography now you know right yes of course I did see that. Mm -hmm. I, I told your sister, you know, every guy in the world kind of thinks that it ought to be hidden, but you know, I never heard anybody quite use that reason for doing so. I know. Yeah. So a sperm donor, Carpenter and Julius Caesar walk into a bar. <laughs> he came, he saw, he conquered. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the punchline it's just the how the hell do you get those three guys together <laughs> and then of course they're going into a bar yeah where else would they be going right yeah well yeah i do that's uh that's even better probably than the jokes about the the pope dying and how often he had Higgs Benedict. Yeah. I would think he had them every day. Every, every day, day, yeah. Every time he had eggs, he was having yeah. Higgs Benedict. Yeah, every day, you think. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, so, John, how late were you up last night uh, watching hoops? Not that late. Not that late. John, you miss, you miss the finish of what, of course, is now going to be known as an instant classic. Yeah, Gonzaga, you said I woke up and saw that score and I was like, there's no effing way. What score did you wake up to see? You know, there's a lot of scores in that game you could have woke up and said no effing way. Well, the final score, 79-76, I mean, yeah. UCLA was just, I mean, they were all over them. What, I mean, what happened? You're going to have to fill me in because obviously, as I just yeah, told yeah, you. Really? really? Okay, so, so just just to, to fill in our audience who, don't understand what John means. UCLA scored 46 points in the first half and were up 13, I think, at halftime. And it looked like a 100-point game, an NBA game. UCLA did not score a basket for 11-plus minutes in the second half. Okay, so they, they were up 13, 14 at the half. They were down 10 with two minutes left down 10 john and ended up with the lead with 12 seconds left oh, on man. a three point <clears throat> three pointer by bailey 
got a wide open three-pointer with 12 seconds left, buried it. Of course, that's only the second field goal they've made in like the last 14 minutes, right? But he wow. buries a three to give them a one-point lead. Uh, they call a timeout. You know, 12 seconds is plenty of time unless you watch the Michigan State game, right? <laughs> we'll get we'll get to that in a moment. They go down and, and flip the guy to Strouther at the logo, and he shoots a three. It's like, what? He buries wow. it. He makes it from the logo. And just kind of, he, he, you know, and I want, you, you've got to go back and see if you can find the video. He doesn't do, you know, the three or the arrow or anything. He just glares at the audience. You know, he gives it the, the cold, cold-blooded stare. Yeah. Like and so af after the game, we stayed up and watched the post you know, the interviews for a second or two. And according to few, they run that play in practice all the time. He says either he, he gets an open three and takes it or drives downhill. And he says, he pulls it up there and shoots it and makes it all the time. So I wasn't worried. I'm like, I'm shitting my pants, you know, down one with 12 yeah. seconds left. And the guy, I want Timmy to have the ball. He's got 36 effing points. Guy pulls up and shoots shoots an NBA plus three, so yeah, it was a great game. Yeah, wild stuff, man. Like I say, Timmy had thirty six points, and I think UCLA ran out of gas. To borrow somebody else's line, I think they missed Jalen Clark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they they clearly did, but wow. Um, yeah, I thought for sure that they was, got, but they they got a shot at the end though. Gonzaga got a shot. It may not have been a great shot from the logo, but they got a shot off anyway to win the game. Yeah. Yeah, I saw somebody say in my Twitter feed about the Michigan State game, I don't know what play I would have drawn up, but oh. I would have at least gotten a shot. <laughs> now, that game I did get to see, and that was, wow. I mean, what that was a, a great, that was a great game too, yeah. It was a great game. I mean, Michigan State did a good job of coming back and getting that into overtime, um, tying that game up. Um, but that final shot was 6.6. .6. Well, they didn't even really get a shot off that whatever, if you want to call it a play or whatever happened there with six and a half seconds that, left that to go. That cluster of the ball rolling around and nobody shooting it. It's like, yeah, I mean, what the heck happened there? I mean, awful, awful ending to yeah. the game. But as you know, F Michigan State, because, you know, of course, I picked them to get bounced and pretty early and and uh, earlier than they, they got bounced. So I'm happy they're gone. Yeah, it was uh, as somebody pointed out, the better it was by far, even though they both ended up close games, et cetera, et cetera. It was by far the better game because the teams went back and forth. It wasn't like somebody was in a 12 minute scoring drought. It was it was go down and score, take the lead, go down, score, take the lead, back and forth, back and forth, play after play. And and Noel is playing on one ankle and doing things that nobody's ever done before in the tournament. Yeah. yeah. The little little bastard had 19 assists, John. Yep. 20 points, 19 assists. That's yeah. a pretty, pretty cool double double. Yeah, it's a pretty yeah, that's 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 pretty much all right. And then of course he had the steal at the end to to break up uh the Michigan State standing around picking their butts trying to figure out who should shoot it. So but that uh I mean the cool play, which I know you sent me a, a tweet of it or whatever, but it was a pretty cool play where him and the coach are acting like they're trying to argue or whatever, and yeah, you know, they're talking back and forth and even the deep yeah. It works perfectly. The defense is looking at them, at the two of them, like, what are they arguing? You know, what's going on? What are they what are they trying to figure out? And yeah, he kind of does this half, half no look, perfect alley oop. Yeah. And the yeah, guy does so a 360 well. to dunk it, right? Yeah. On the yeah. other end. Yeah. 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 Well, that was sweet. Yeah. Yeah. He did yeah. some, he did, he, he dropped a few dimes there, uh, as they say. Yeah. 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 yeah he as was, uh, yeah. As, as, as the kids say, yeah. So, so, uh, and then of are, course, are, uh, Tennessee uh -huh. absolutely folded in the second half of the, uh, folded. They, you used the term folded. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't say shit to bed. No, you didn't. No, I'm disappointed, but I got you to say it anyway. 
Yeah. I mean, they had the game what appeared to be pretty well under control. And yeah. then just, I mean, literally folded shit to bed, however you want to. Ran well, out of gas, maybe. They I did. Don't know. They, they did what uh, the uh, offensive challenge teams do at times. They went through a big dry spell. Where I think that I think the run was twenty to two or something like that in the second half. They just couldn't couldn't do anything offensively, and uh, there were some breakdowns on, on defense. And well, they kept trying to run that weird half court trap that was just getting wide open, right? Wide open shooters and and uh, breaking news: FAU can shoot. Yeah. Yeah, breaking news. They, they got some guys that can shoot and some guys that can handle the ball and take it to the rack. And they, uh, you break the, not that I, as a Purdue fan, I don't recognize this, but it, I understand if you break the press and, and a trap like that, you can get easy shots. I, I've heard that and I've seen it in other games, never in a Purdue game. But so, uh, th- there you go. That was, uh, and, uh, yeah, the, the, Offensively challenged uh, Tennessee team. I, I think uh, kind of like the UCLA game. I think they. This is a time when they miss Ziegler, their point guard, who was hurt. They needed somebody to make plays and distribute and get some people easy shots, and they just weren't. They didn't seem to have anybody who wanted to, who was getting anybody a shot. They were all kind of dribbling, looking around, and yeah, so. Yeah, that was that was, uh, that was fun. The hooty hoot. The owls uh, move on, and who had the owls in the elite eight? Man, I can't imagine too many. Yeah, they they made mention that you know Viscovi was is not really supposed to be their ball handler. They like him to move right. around so he can get shots. Yeah. and uh, I think he's a two. But yeah, you know, we got guys. Yeah, he's, he's a two for sure. Yeah, and and Mishak tried to play uh, the one part of the time, and he. I don't know what the hell he is. I think he's a defensive too. Or, but uh, yeah. anyway, so wow, yeah. I I I didn't have Tennessee going very. I don't even know that I had him in that game last night. But for them to break down when they were significantly up, like eight-ish, and uh, seeing they had a game and under control, and then to just shit the bed and end up with no chance of winning. Uh, it was yeah, kind of amazing. Yeah, pretty and then and then there was the other game that nobody bothers to talk much about. UConn absolutely uh, rolled Arkansas like they didn't belong. So uh, clearly, the team that looked the best last night. And, uh, I looked this morning because you left me with too much time on my hands. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Kim Palm thinks Gonzaga is going to win that game tomorrow night, and the lines the other way. Interesting. Yeah. The line, the line, uh, according to your favorite ESPN, who I think we decided uses Caesars, right? Is mm-hmm. K- Connecticut giving to, and Kim Palm has Gonzaga winning by three. So, uh, hmm. You're saying take, and take the Zags money line on that game, huh? I'm saying take the Zags and the points. Why would I take the money line? Well, Ken Palm's picking them to win the game. You take the money line on this underdog, and you'll get a better payout. That's why. You, 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 yeah, nah, you don't. Nah. You'd rather you'd rather pay the juice at minus I'd one. Bet, I'd, I'd, I'd rather hedge my bet and win. And uh, so, you you heard it here first. I'd rather hedge my bet and win. So before we get into brackets, we, we were really believe it or not, people, we were talking TV. So let's catch up on TV. Uh, where are we at? Have you watched Ted Lasso? Yes, I have watched uh, the first two, right? Oh, no, if you watched one. I, think there's, I think there's only one. I haven't uh, watched today's yet. The, the, the second one would have been out Wednesday. I did not watch Wednesdays, no. Okay, so you watched you watch the first one. Um, my, 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 uh, Hot take. I do know I didn't see that much name. Fuck well, me. I think yeah, a bit it's it's gonna be the storyline this year, right? Nate 
is uh, obviously got some self-esteem and, and some, some issues and, and uh, it's going to go into the same kind of parlay into another mental health um, type deal is my prediction. Yeah, right. He's got some, he's got some issues, huh? Is that, is that it? The, the series? Because this is supposed to be the last season, right? Yeah. That's my understanding. So I can tell you that the series is going to end with, with Nate coming back to Richmond and, and coming back to Ted and, and uh, it'll all be mended there. And then Ted's going to go back home and Nate's going to take over Richmond. Okay. Is Nate, is Nate going color his hair again or are we going yeah. silver boxing for, for I forever? Think, I think that's like, what would you call that? Whatever a writer, you know, kind of goes to the, you know, to make it seem like he's the evil guy now. So he goes with the. the is uh, that right? The silver yeah. fox look is, is, is the villain thing. Pepper. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, so uh, are, are, are Ted and, uh, and uh, are, are they going to have a thing? Ted and who? The owner. No. No. Ted's still in love with, he's still in love with his wife or ex-wife. Okay. I, I got, I'm going to get a lot of predictions out of you in this episode. So we'll, we'll push on. Uh, where are you at on Mandalorian? I um, attempted to watch the third episode yesterday, but it got distracted with work. So, oh. but I did, I was trying to figure out what's with this Dr. Pershing thing. Why are we on him so much? And maybe you can fill me in on why he's so important. Who? Dr. Pershing L52. Episode three, not episode four. I got no idea. Basically, like the whole first half of the episode, you know, it's the episode right after Mando, you know, bathes in the water and she sees the mythosaur and the under in that abyss. And then they go to him like Dr. Pershing L52 when they're in the uh, Corsican. We spent all that time in Corsican with him and that other lady that was on um, the evil guy from, <laughs> from Breaking Bad and all that, his, it spent like half the episode on those two. Obviously it left a lasting impression on you. It did, it did. And, it, and, it, and, I've, and the famous words of you, I've slept since then. So quite a few it, times it as was a last matter of fact. What's that? It was last week, it's only been a week. Yeah, well, I've, I've been watching them on Wednesday, so I, uh, it's been it's been nine days, and, and there's been lots of basketball and lots of trauma in my household. So uh, true, yeah, yeah, very true, very, very true. We'll, we might get to that before we're done. Okay, so that was Doctor Pershing. Can you what give me something doing? else? He was like working on like genetic. Um, uh, cloning and all that stuff. He told the story about his mom died when he was a young kid from heart and he wants to do this. But now that he's in with the new Republic, they don't want him doing it. And Oh, Oh, I have no idea. That was weird shit. I, yeah, don't know. I, mean, I have no idea what the point of that whole storyline is like a waste of a half an episode. Yeah. And he's a weird dude. Yeah. He's super weird. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I got you. Okay, so now now shrinking. Shrinking. I'm kind last, of really last, last last episode's out today. Drops today. Yeah. Really bummed. Yeah, your your sister's gonna cry. Your sister almost cried last week thinking it was the last episode. Yeah, what a great series. Uh I mean, obviously we, we like Ted Lasso, no shock, no shocker that we like um like this, same producers or writers or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just a good, well-written series. Um, the Gabby and Liz relationship is so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's weird. I mean, just, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Derek, low-key, yeah, one of my favorite favorite characters on the on the show. What does she call him? A D-man, come in here. You, you dropped 20 grand uh, for your G-spot. And, and, yeah, G-spot. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's now, got the G-spot. Yeah, she's G-spot. I don't remember. He was D-something. And, 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 and she's like, 
she's like, what's going on here? You know, what is this conversation? Yeah, I got the 20 grand. No problem. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah they, they kind of strong armed Liz. Gilbert yeah. into yeah. helping Sean with the uh, food and truck then, business. And then, then Sean blows her off when she wants to help. So I don't. And then yeah. Gabby's like, oh, so, you get your little no, feelings. No, I don't need that. Just need your money. Yeah. 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 So that's. Uh, yeah, that's 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 interesting. Yeah, it's the it's a good show, and it was a nice touch at the end with Harrison Ford going well, to Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, with with uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Legs. Paul, yeah, yes, good legs. Yes, I talk about <laughs> one of the great scenes of all time is Gabby coming in wanting to use the bathroom to take him to work. And, and 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 the woman coming out of his bedroom w- with no pants on and could could she have made it worse? I mean, yeah. no, there is no way. Wow, you really got Gabby. great way. Have you been? Oh, you? Oh, yeah. Ooh, I, I'm so happy for you. And it's like, like don't you, don't you have to go to the bathroom? She's like, oh, I can hold it for this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> right. I can hold it for this. And then she's like, I don't know where the bathroom is. And she keeps going back. on and just. Yeah. I, I, yeah, she, yeah, it was, that was, that's a great scene. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty fun. And, and Harrison Ford standing there with that befuddled look on his face, like, well, why are they all, what's going on here? Why are they messing yeah. with me? Leave me alone. Yeah. So, so good. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, that's our, that's our TV. We've got three things rolling. Uh, we'll be done with shrinking when we watch this episode and we'll sob and cry. But we'll, pick up something else i saw an ad for something else we usually watch but i don't remember what it was it was disney-esque yes all right so what what else uh, we we need to recap last week's trauma in basketball yeah yeah so who's starting i'll let you go first since you got way more trauma than i got do i I mean, you kind of made history. Did we make history? You know, you know, it's always fun to be uh, involved in the argument whether it was the worst loss in NCAA tournament history or not. That's uh, I, I, I love being historical like that. Yeah, yeah, great stuff. Uh, yes, Purdue, uh, my alma mater, uh, seated for the first time in years, number one decided to go and lose to a 16 seed who was like ranked 300th in Ken Palm or something like that. Uh, and did it in a way that was just uglier than poo. Uh, and uh, even at the end of the game, I'm not sure anybody thought that FDU deserved to win the game, but they scored more points. So there, there you go. Uh, in you know, I listen to Robbie. I listen to a lot of people talk about this, but I listen to Robbie Hummel's podcast with uh, Jeff Goodman, and he, of course, started the show with "You got to talk about this." And Robbie said, "Fine, you know," but but he said they're talking about firing Painter. People said, "Let's fire Painter." He said, "They got wide open looks. What are you supposed to do? Shooters are supposed to make shots." And and they said, well, run something else. Well, what do you run? You, you, right. The per- point is to get open looks. And he says, you looked at the video. He said, sometimes they've got four guys around Edie. And, you know, yeah. somebody's got to make somebody's got to make shots. You can't count on him. And even if they're four midgets, because they were very small, smallest team in NCAA. Yeah. yeah. In, in the tournament. Yes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they didn't make shots. Just plain didn't make shots. And. What was the score like? 60, 57. It was not a high scoring game. Didn't take a lot. Of and I think they shot. It's been I remember too many numbers, but were they were they four for 28 from three or something like that? Uh, Purdue. Yeah. Five to 26, 19.2 percent. Right. Five, five for 20, which is you, you got to shoot at least. Well, you got to shoot over 30% and probably I shoot over 35%, but you shoot 19% for three, taking that many threes, you're going to lose. Yeah. You want to look at the ugliness of this game that it was. um, We got out rebounded too, I think. Yeah. Which I think is like the first time all year you got out rebounded, wasn't it? No, it might be the second. It didn't happen often. No. Biggest rebounding margin in the country. 
average rebounding margin. Yeah. But as it, as I said, the they tried to pull Edie away from the basket. They did. Sometimes the guy playing their five made shots uh, who doesn't make shots. And, of course, they got offensive rebounds because he's out at the free throw line when the misses are coming. So, uh, oh, it was a mess. It was a yeah. hot effing mess. I mean, and you, you know, had 16 turnovers. Right. I mean, that's, that's awful. You shot, you shot 35.8% from the field, 19.2% from three. They shot a whopping 38.7% from the field and 30.4% from three, which was a seven of 23. So it wasn't like it was a big Yeah, they were not. Right. I, like I said, it, it was not clear they really, they had more points, but it was not a like, oh, they out executed and really deserved to win and. So it's an ugly thing. There's been lots of talk about who's transferring, who we need to get different, fire the coach, blah, 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 blah. And it's just overreaction city. And right now, you know how many scholarships we have to give right now? How many? One. Every, every, all the others are, uh, are taken, are, are taken unless guys get in a portal. And I, you know, I don't well, know. I had, yeah. I had a discussion with my class yesterday, John, and this is a rabbit hole, but discussion is about the, the topic of the next paper is paying college athletes. And the guy we were reading said, just imagine if for the uh, final game, both starting teams said, ah, we're not playing until you pay us. And you know what my class said? My class said, well, the next eight guys would say, oh yeah, we'll play. And I'm like, Really? You've been in team sports and that's the way it works. The five starters say we're not going to play because of this or that. And the rest of the team says, F you, we're going to go play. And they're all like, yeah. And I'm like, there ain't no way that happens, man. I don't know. I'm not in 100% disagreement with them. Really? If you're talking about for a national title, why wouldn't you? If you're, if you're, if you're the fourth man off the bench, knowing that you're going to get maybe five – 10 minutes in this game and the starting five says, no, we're not going to play unless you pay us. Hell yeah. I'll step up, get my 25, 30 minutes. I just, I, you too, Brutai. (laughs) Can I submit a paper for this, for this assignment? What is the effing point of team sports? If when push comes to shove, the team says, F you to five guys, we're going to go ahead. You sure haven't done a very good job of bonding the team. Okay, so who's saying F you first? I think your starting five is saying F you by saying we're not going to play unless you pay. Why do the other eight guys care? You just said it. If you're going to talk about team and the team aspect, you're not a very good teammate if you're going to say, I'll sit out unless you pay me. So why should the seventh or eighth because man pay, get pay, the first Paying them helps everybody. How does it help everybody if you're talking about not playing a game? Because, because everybody's going to end up getting paid if you do that, John. But if, if somebody doesn't step up, then nobody, no game gets played at all. Yeah. And they won't play the next one until they pay them. So it's you're basically long, saying, it's a long game, John. I think you're taking no. You're you're wrong. This is you're just going to throw that out there. Silly, that I, I'm just wrong. You are wrong. It's a silly concept to consider because if you're gonna, you can't complain that it's not a you're not a good teammate if the back half of the team doesn't step up if the front half says I'm not playing unless you pay you've got to put the blame on the front half first the starting five if you want to be a good teammate if you want to win a national title then you go out and win a national title you don't just say well I'd like to win a national title but you better pay me to win it and then say oh what a terrible teammate the 10th man is for saying you know, for basically being a scab and crossing the picket line and saying, I'll play. 
scab for crossing the picket line. Exactly. Yeah. That is the silliest, silliest concept ever to blame somebody after somebody else has already let down the team. Uh, you know, I, I, okay. I, okay. I, I am, an, I'm an OG, but uh, we would never have played. If you're those starting five guys, if those five guys had sat down on a, you know, we, we didn't play sometimes on, on principles that had nothing to do with money, you know, and, and we would all say, no, we're not, no, we're not doing that. But, you know, this time, this time, nah, it's a chance. I, hey, I might get 10 minutes of playing time out of this. Well, I'd be cool. Uh, never mind. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't see it. Hmm. Craziness. It's not the way the team model is supposed to work. Exactly. That goes with the first five also. No. Somebody's yes, leading. They're leading. That's called leadership. No, that is not leadership. That, that is, is leadership. That is, that is leadership. Selfish. Leadership. I'm glad we had this conversation. I find it revealing I, and I cried. So where where were we at? Okay, so Purdue. I you look good on uh, Sunday too. Yeah, and then I you turned around and looked like a bunch of turds on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, well, and and uh, you know, I, I forwarded you or did I not bother the story, the guy in the indie star, and a lot I heard a lot of people say they it's like they didn't even show up. But somebody said they did that regularly during the season. Every once in a while, you'd get a surprise, and they would like be like, "They're not all that interested in this game. Let's get down 20. Yeah, yeah. Take the um, perfect example of that is the game right after they beat Purdue, um, the Iowa game, the Iowa game, and they at just home. came out and at home and looked. I mean, the post game locker room. Talk about Woody's in there after the Purdue game. Great win. We're going to enjoy this on the way home, but it's back to work tomorrow. Let's we we've got to finish this season. Let's prove that we, you know, basically he said you can't quit now. And then three days later, they get their ass handed to him by Iowa. Exactly what he's been trying to. And so people want to say, oh, coach this, coach that, whatever. Woody, I mean, he he talked about it during the. I don't know if you saw his little. 10 second blurb when, which I, I can't stand it when the announcers or when the sideline people talk to him during a timeout, it drives me crazy. Talk to yeah. him at the halftime, but not during a timeout. And he's yeah, like, well, Oh, what are you going to do? And he's like, well, we got to stop whining and play basketball and that's it. And he, he said, thank you. And walked away. Yeah. And they were whining. We were complaining. We we're pouting too much. Yeah. Go out and fucking play basketball and quit being a bunch of little bitches. And they were being bitches that game. <laughs> they did the same and thing. They, and they got their ass handed to them. Yeah, especially yeah. that last three minutes when they are just when they're trying to press and they're trying to get up and down the court and they just cherry yeah. pick the shit they out of us. Gave some, gave up some dunks. Yeah. Well, yeah, they just cherry picked. One guy was just sat down there on the top of the key and they just chucked yeah. it to him when he dunked. Right. I mean, it, yeah. was, it was easy, yeah. easy two points. Yeah. Well, and. uh well, the other thing Hummel said, because they were talking about how shitty the Big Ten's been for years, and he says, well, having watched, he did the whatever, where Arkansas won, he says, we don't have guards like that. Our league doesn't have guys like, you know, he said Arkansas had four pro-like guards with bodies who get their own shots a lot, yeah. you know. Hood Shafino's at his finest, right? The good teams have two of those guys and uh, that wins you games in the tournament. And, you know, so, and of course we saw it last night with Kansas State has a couple of those guys and, you know, turns out Gonzaga has a couple of those guys and, and you know, uh, you don't, I guess you really don't see it. You don't think about it that much. The Big Ten thinks more in terms of throwing it into the big guy and playing off the post and don't have a lot of guards getting their own shot. Kind of Penn State plays that way, but they play a different style than everybody else. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's something in that. But here we are again. We're down to not even the Elite Eight, no Big Ten team left. And 
no Pac-12 team left and not. Yeah, we, you know, we had what, nine teams, 10 teams in the tournament. I forget what the final total was and, um, and we're all gone. I think it was eight. It's only eight, but yeah, because Rutgers didn't make it. Mm. Right. And of course, Rutgers lost their first game in the NIT. So kind of nobody gives a shit about the NIT. Yeah. Well, somebody said, you know, to get up find out Sunday game. night, you're not, you're not in the, the big dance and Tuesday night you host a game at home. Yeah. Are you really, is your head really in a space to kick butt? But Yeah. How, how motivated are you at that point when you feel yeah. you just got kicked in the dick two days ago? Yeah. Kicked in the dick. There you go. Sean, Sean will be liking that one. Yeah. And then we turn around and then the ladies who have been, you know, yeah. great. Who are one, who are one seed. Yeah. Get beat by freaking the girls, Miami team. Right. Same, got, same, same, same matchup. Yeah. And that was um, a good, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure you watched it, but it was, it was a good game. You know, we hit a three pointer with just a few, with six seconds left and, and women's college basketball, for those that are not familiar, which I'm sure is probably 99% of the people that listen to us. Um, when they call a timeout, it's much like the NBA. So they call they, a timeout. They, they use the NBA role. Yeah. You yeah, they get front court, yeah. yeah, so six seconds left, and, you know, they call it, you know, of course, Miami calls a timeout, and they get it at their end, so that's just plenty of time for them to get a pretty simple two off. And they did, and hit it. Yeah. And then we got that one girl on their team, I can't think of her name, right off the second. She's pretty darn good. Um, that uh, is, like, the world's best freaking free throw shooter but just to to highlight your pain uh iu is a one seed and then the women's in the sub-regional you play at home yeah yeah and we played it was a home game yeah yeah so yeah that's that's a hard one to take and in women's for years uh the seeding always held up for deep into tournaments but <clears throat> there you go you gotta yeah good Cavender. Good for you. Yeah, so, so let's let, uh, speaking of bracket. Speaking of brackets, are you winning the Obvious Brothers bracket challenge this year, John? Doesn't appear so. No, um, I've got too many people ahead of me that can score more points that have also chosen Houston to win. So it looks mathematically, including unlikely. as I remember, my friend Mark, who has the lead, has Houston, as I recall, and. A lot of points left. So shout out to Mark uh, for a good start. Uh, shout out to both Josh and Sean who will listen to the show. And I want to make sure they know we recognize that they're in the lower half of the Obvious Brothers uh, bracket. <laughs> Although I, I'm not sure, uh, John, you were kind of crowned king after last year. I think you're going, going to have to work on it next year, aren't you? Well, I mean, obviously I got work to do, but. I'm not too worried about it. You know, is that right? You're not laying awake having lost the Sean's uh, not going to think you're a picking God anymore. Oh, well, I still dominated him. So I'm sure oh. he still respects my game. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and S Diddy, as he's known, what was he? Oh, for four picking last night's games or something like that. <laughs> In fairness, I think he was only Oh, for the first two. I think he got the last two, right. But, so, John, uh, having having said that about brackets, who's yeah. winning tonight? Are we getting a good game tonight? Are we getting a game anything like either one of the great classics from last night tonight? Is there a chance Texas Xavier gives us a, a late night game as good as last night? Well, I I tell you the team that I think is going to be that that's actually pretty fun to watch is Princeton. Um, that's a, I mean, no pun intended. I mean, it's a smart basketball team. These guys know basketball. And, uh, <laughs> really? they, they guys, guys from, guys from Prince, Prince, as somebody, uh, put it out, the, a, a, a headline screwed up and said, Princeton state wins a, wins a basketball game in the tourney. Uh, so, so guys <laughs> from Princeton are, are, are smart. Fairly intelligent. I don't know, people. obvious, John. I don't think that's. I don't think that's. I don't think that's in our wheelhouse, dude. 
Yeah, my neighbor's from Princeton, or he not from Princeton. He went to Princeton, so um, really, yeah, he's, he's yeah, yeah. He's he actually went there on a swimming scholarship. Oh, which I don't know if you know this, but they have a really stout school, swimming team. So, um, like Princeton I swimming, amazingly, is, did not know that. No, but I I'm more amazed that a Princeton grad is living in your neighborhood in Houston. Why? I well, I just. I would have thought if he was in Houston, he would have been out next to an oil rig or something. I I don't know. I could just didn't think that was. Uh, There's more than oil rigs in Houston. So anyways. Oil rigs and metal buildings. But other than that. There's a lot more than just that. Is that right? Well, I guess it's a huge city. So I guess people can end up anywhere from anywhere but that's that's a that's a cool yeah so friend guy next door is from princeton huh all right okay so so you didn't answer what's going to be the good game tonight or is there going to be one i just told you i think it's the princeton creighton game oh really which you know they've everybody's got creighton walking all over them yeah um i'm not sure where the metrics say that that is likely well Besides their seed. Well, the metrics indicate that uh, Creighton's both the better offensive and defensive team. That's why everybody thinks so. Okay, so Creighton scores 76.7 points a game. Princeton scores 75.5. Yes, but that, you know, in in, in the metrics, that's... It's not points per game isn't what they go by. It's points per uh, possession and, and efficiency. And uh, yeah, so. I'm telling you, don't sleep on Princeton tonight. I will take Princeton and the nine and a half points all night. Creighton is the 22nd best offensive team in the country and the 14th best defensive team <coughs> with a adjusted efficiency. So you're taking uh, Princeton and the points tonight. Yep. I can't even find F and Princeton on the Kim Palm chart. Oh, there they are. They're 91st. They are 100th in offensive efficiency and 96th in defensive efficiency. I, I can't understand why they're underdogs, John. Holy moly. Yeah. So, all right. So, all right. So, you like that game. I like Texas, Xavier. I think it'll be good. Uh, tomorrow night, the line is, we already talked about, is two on the UConn-Gonzaga game and two on the Kansas State-FAU game. Any chance FAU's going to the Final Four? Well, of course, there's a chance. I mean, that's why we play the games. Um, but Kansas State's <laughs> look, looked pretty good. <laughs> I get we're leaning into the obvious, brothers. Thing well, yeah, I mean, it's a silly question. Is there a chance? Well, of course, there's a chance. Unless, you know, <laughs> unless their starting five says, "Oh, we're not going to play unless you pay us," and, and the whole team just yeah, but walks no, away. no, but the bench will step up and win the game for them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. No, I mean, the, the right thing to do, uh, apparently, is just everybody just goes home and says, oh, well, we almost had a chance to go to the Final Four, but our starting five didn't want to play, so we'll just go home. I think think that's a mischaracterization of the scenario, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go with it. Yeah. So... Uh, the UConn game is actually kind of big for me in my bracket because I've got UConn in my final four um, over Gonzaga. So, um, yeah, let's go Huskies. Well, if I if I cared about the obvious brothers bracket at all, I would be rooting for Gonzaga because I have them in the final four. Yeah, I can see why you don't care, though. Yeah, well, I'm ahead of you, but momentarily. Well, you know, it's kind of like the games last night, John. I, I think I always would rather be ahead than be the person chasing. <laughs> you know, we're leaning into the obvious, brothers. I'm going to go with that one, John. I'd, I'd much All rather right. be. Yeah. Yes. And your sister was playing obvious Karen last night at the end of both games. She said, rather rather have the one or two point lead than 12 seconds left have to make the basket to win it and she was right yeah. half the time but yeah uh, it's 
it is not automatic with 15 seconds left and you got the ball needing a basket that you're getting a basket. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. 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 So into game stuff. Of course, your, 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 your idol, Mr. Knight, according to Dockage, never, never practiced end of game stuff. So. Yeah. I'm not even going to talk about Dockage. You know, you know, you know, the famous, the famous Dockage story is, or, or scenario is he said, if we practiced into the game step, you think we'd have had Keith Smart taking that shot on the baseline, falling out of bounds that won the national championship in that that game? So, but anyway. Yeah, so. Dockich has a lot of opinions yeah. post his career. Been, been, paid, been paid for him for years. So, yeah. Yeah, that seemed to be a lot different than what he used to talk before. But, you know. Once he got let go as one of the assistants, his that's when his tune started changing. Well, yeah, he uh, he was hurt. That he didn't end up with the job there. So, oh no, really? He might have mentioned it a time or two when I was listening to things. It's only been twenty years, and his ass is still bright red from it. <laughs> He's such a little bitch. Is it 20, 20 years? Oh, is this the little bitch episode? Oh, Dockich is a bitch. Okay. So what are we doing this weekend? Hoops? Golf? You want to be watching watching any match play? Guys driving par fours? Yeah. I am playing golf tomorrow in a tournament and um watching basketball tonight and probably tomorrow evening. We have an eight AM shotgun, so Whoa. That's rough. Eight AM shotguns. It is for somebody like you that likes to sleep till whenever on week. After eight o'clock. Let's just go with that. After eight o'clock. All right. right. So well, I, I'm, I'm keeping you from uh, doing something with your life. So uh, I'm glad you gave me these minutes. Yeah. I thank I'm you. Glad. I did it. I did it more for Sean than I did for you. Yeah. Well, and then I got the life lesson about basketball teams. So. Uh, oh, I can't wait till Sean listens and whose side he takes on this. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Well, the, well, the thing is, is there will be 33 messages on your phone and you'll skip them all. So you won't know exactly what he said. So, And I also, did you mark the, the minute marker when that was? So maybe we can get Grubbs to uh, actually log in and, and fast forward to that point. I'd like to hear his. I'd like. To hear is his that comments. right? Okay. Well, I'll tell them. Okay. All right. Well, you, you have a good weekend. Good luck with uh, whatever you've got left on the bracket, and, uh, and I'll, I'll be talking to you. And good luck right. on the golf tomorrow. Thanks. It's yeah. a weird event. It's a two-man, four-club event, so we only get to have four clubs, and we can't share clubs. And it's a yeah. best ball, two-best ball, two-man, two-best ball event. It's going to be tough. Two-best ball. Well, one – one gross, one net, and it can be the same ball. So technically, it's really just a one best ball. Okay, I, I, I was going to say it, it, two best balls. Not really with two men is not really a best ball. It's every yeah. score. Yeah, right. and we have the exact same handicap, so neither of us will get a stroke when the other one doesn't. So it's basically a one best ball for us. Well, that's fun. Well, you don't have to you have to throw a little sixty-five on the board and take home take. Take home the chatter. I shot 79 with my own ball just by myself in a practice round the other day playing with four clubs only. So, Okay. That's not bad. I mean, eight over with four clubs, I'll take that. Okay. That sounds good. You're supposed to be driving par fours with your driver, so I don't know why why you need four clubs. A driver is a terrible club to take in a four-club event. Is that right? Well, you're not driving par fours with it, so I guess I guess it is. We don't have any drivable par fours here. Okay, I, I'm I'm going to stop now. Yeah, I mean, are you wanting me to talk about Rory hitting it to ten feet on a on a drive or what? Is that what? I think it was four. I think it was four feet, but no, I didn't want you to talk about it at all. I just wanted to refer back to it because my Twitter timeline seems impressed with all these guys doing it. So. All right. It's a 350 yard par four. And those guys, I mean, they only have to swing hard to hit it 350. Okay. But maybe they will if they get a five for 
perfect, perfected ball or whatever that is. Bifurcated ball. Yes. Bifurcated. Thank you. Bifurcated. That is the term. I, I have paid no attention to that except the, to use your term for the day. They've been little bitches and butthurt. So, yeah. 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 Bunch of little bitches. Yep. There you go. Okay. Now that Wait, I got one real quick statement on that. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Justin Thomas says, you know, one of the great things about golf is that you get to play the equipment I play, you know, with the exception of like, I might have a different grind on my wedge or this, that, and the other thing. Other than that. Yeah. Bull shit. If you think that the dozen of pro B one X's that you bought out of the pro shop is the same dozen that they get handed to from Titleist, then I am sorry that you are that stupid because it is no way shape and form that it's that close. And I can tell you, it is a proven fact. They put the balls on the tester and they go into the iron iron and everything that's within like 10 feet of that red line, the center line and the distance line, everything that's within 10 feet of that, that goes to the pros. Then you expand that out to a 15 foot range. Guess what? That's their range balls. That's what they get to hit on the driving range. And then all the scattered BS everywhere else, that's what gets put in the boxes for you. So if you think... That when Justin Thomas says the great thing about golf is that you get to play the same equipment I play, bullshit. Well, All right. I I didn't realize you're going to go ball and and not the rest of the equipment, which is all jazzed up for him too. Well, yeah, I mean you got forty five equipment trucks there. You can go in there and have everything tweaked in between, right. you know, from day one to day two. Right. Go in there and have shit jacked with. Change, change, change the loft and, and everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Bounce. Oh, I think I need more bounce on my wedges. Okay. Right. Here, Mr. Yeah. Thomas. Here, here we'll do this for you today. Yeah. Put a couple more degrees of bounce in there. Yeah. But, but yeah, they, yeah. It's, it's just great that we play the same, same equipment. And same equipment. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I bet the same thing's true of drivers as it is of golf balls. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, well, haven't had that lecture. Let's see, two lectures today, which is why yeah. we went long. But thank you, Professor John. Uh, we we uh, we feel we feel much more knowledgeable now. <laughs> yeah, I'm and, sure you do. And we're going to call this the end of the little bitch episode right here. Yeah, little bitches. Okay, little bitches. I'll see you. Good luck. All right, love you, bro. Love you. Bye.